Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Hi, I'm Peter Jones, Chartered Surveyor, Author, and Property Investor, and you're listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. I'm the new host of the podcast, and I'm really honoured and delighted to have been invited by Rob to take this on. And I'm looking forward to being able to share with you my knowledge and experience from over 35 years in property. This podcast is for you. I'm here to serve you and to help you on your property journeys. So if you have any burning questions or any particular topics that you want covered, let us know. Send the details in through the Progressive Community, and if it's appropriate, we'll cover it. So in this episode, I've had a very interesting question from somebody within the progressive community asking me how you buy properties away from your local area. Now, of course, the received wisdom is that we buy locally, that we want our gold mine area to be ideally around about eight miles within eight miles of where we live. But that's not always possible. And this person is actually living overseas and wants to invest in the UK. So I thought this would be a great topic to start off with. How do we buy away from home if we have to buy away from home? And even how do we know if we need to buy away from home? So that's what we're going to be covering today. So I think it's a fantastic question because the ideal is, of course, to buy properties where we're already located. And buying at home makes a lot of sense because there's no traveling time. The costs of traveling are reduced. We've probably even got local knowledge of our local area. So, for example, if there's going to be new infrastructure and new investment in our local area, we probably know that just because we live there and we read the local paper, for example. But it's not always possible to buy properties near home. And I think one of the things which I see as one of the trainers on the Progressive Property Masterclass is the frustration that some people feel because they have a particular strategy that they want to cover or they want to buy properties using a particular strategy, but it just doesn't work at home. So that's really why, when I saw this question, I wanted to get Doug right into this and try and look at it from all possible angles, because I think it can be so helpful to so many of us. But probably the starting point, actually, is not even thinking about area. I would suggest that the starting point is to start by thinking about what strategy you want to undertake in property, And even that isn't actually the starting point, because if you think about it, the starting point is actually, what do you want to achieve from property? So that's where we're going to start. Not with area, not with strategy, but what do you want to achieve in property? Why do I say that? Well, because until we know what we actually want to achieve from property, it's very difficult to actually come up with a concrete view on what our strategy in property should be. And until we know what our strategy is, it's very hard to then start thinking about the area in which we want to start buying. So for me, the starting point is, what is it you're actually trying to achieve in property? And this can pose all sorts of questions as well. Quite often, people will tell me, for example, that they want to put together a passive income, that they want a passive income which will allow them to get out of their job so they can sack their boss. And when we talk about it, their view will be, and not surprisingly, that probably the best way to put together a passive income is to develop a portfolio. A portfolio possibly maybe single let buy to lets or HMOs. But here's the thing. If you're going to buy single let buy to lets, the amount of monthly cash flow that you're going to get from those properties is going to be quite limited, particularly at the start. But putting together a portfolio to produce a passive income is also quite time consuming. So if you want to leave your job tomorrow 
or in three months or six months, it's going to be quite hard to actually put together a, a portfolio in that time. So I quite often say, well, maybe there's a different strategy. What about doing flips, for example? Because with a flip, you can perhaps generate a lump sum of money. Maybe that lump sum of money, if it's big enough, will release you from your job. Particularly if you're going to do flips in London, for example, where because properties are so expensive, so I'm told, I'm a country bumpkin from Nottingham, but if properties are you know, in the millions, maybe you're going to make 100,000 on a flip. Maybe that will get you out of your job. So sometimes we have to look at the situation and think, what is it I'm actually trying to achieve? When we know that, then we can start thinking about strategy. And it's probably only at that point that we'd start thinking about strategy. So my preferred process would be think about what it is you want to achieve from property, then think about the strategy that's going to help you best to achieve what it is you want to achieve. And as I say, it's not necessarily always the most obvious strategy. So that's the process which I would start with. So you'll see that actually thinking about area is actually not the first thing that we do. There's a process before we even start to think about area. But let me just sort of go out at a bit of a tangent here, because there is an alternative way of doing this. And if I was going to start again tomorrow, and if I had a completely open mind as to what I was going to be doing, if I had a completely blank piece of paper and I wasn't too sure on any of that, what I would suggest doing is actually starting by looking at your local area. Why? Well, for the reasons that we've already said, that in your local area, you're probably going to already have some local knowledge as to what's going on. You're probably going to know where the good areas of properties are, the higher value areas. You're probably going to know where the lower value areas of property are. In progressive property talk, where the Bronx and Manhattan are, you've probably already got that local knowledge. So it makes sense that if you can use that knowledge and leverage yourself, then why would you not do that? So I would start by looking at your local area and trying to establish which strategies actually work in your local area. Now, how do we do that? Well, it's basically research. Research by talking to other investors, for example, going to your local network meetings, talking to agents, talking to property sources. Common sense will come into it when you can see what type of properties are there and the value of the properties. Talking to letting agents and finding out the lettings market, finding out what sort of tenants are in the area and what sort of properties they're looking for. All of that's going to give you clues as to which strategies are going to work in your local area. And then when you know that, you can then decide whether any of those strategies are the strategies that you want to undertake and participate in. Now, if there is a strategy there that you want to do and which you can do, well, that's great. Just go and do it. But of course, if you look at the list of strategies that works in your local area and they're not for you, then the alternative is you're going to have to find another area with another strategy. There isn't really any alternative to that. And I meet people from London, for example, who get very frustrated because they'd like to do single let buy to lets in London. The, the reality is, though, that in most parts of London, properties are expensive, the yields are low, which means that it's very hard to do, for example, the BRR model, buy, refurbish, refinance, get your money back out. It's very tricky. But they really want to do that near a home. It's probably not going to happen. If you're based in London, it's going to be very, very difficult unless you can buy properties almost at half price, which is probably going to be a little bit tricky, even with a motivated seller. So the only alternative is to look for another area where you're going to find properties which fit the strategy, which allow you to do that. So that was going off at a bit of a tangent. Most times, though, I'd suggest start with thinking about what it is you want to achieve, think about the strategy that will help you to achieve what you want to achieve, then think about finding the area which fits that strategy, the area which has got the right properties for that strategy. So that's a quick sort of introduction to the whole thing, really, because the specifics 
are quite interesting as to how we're going to do that in practice. So the question I had is how would I, what would I look for when I was looking to buy further away from home? Now, the reason why I think the person asked me this question and why they think I'm qualified to answer is because I live just outside of Nottingham, but most of my properties are actually up in the northeast outside of Newcastle. And the reason for that is an accident of history. Maybe we'll talk about why in a future podcast. I won't go into the details now, though, but that is just how it is. I live about 150 miles away from my portfolio. And if I want to go and see my properties, the way I drive, it takes about three and a half hours to get there. And some people will say to me, well, isn't that a bit of a problem? You know, how, how do you manage your properties? Well, we'll think about that in a moment. The key thing is I say, I don't manage my properties and I really don't want to manage my properties, but we'll think about that in a moment. But if you're in a similar situation where what you want to do doesn't work where you are, and so you're going to have to be buying further afield, what are the things that you're going to have to be thinking about? Well, first of all, obviously, you're going to have to get to know the area where you're going to be buying. And if it's at a distance, that could cause its own logistical problems. Or not problems, but maybe challenges is a better word. But here's the thing. For example, if you're based in London, and you want to buy properties in Manchester, you don't have to learn the whole of Manchester. What you need to do is find one area of Manchester where you can find your first deal. And I think when I tell people that, it's almost like the sort of fog lifts and the light bulb goes off because they're concerned thinking, have I got to learn a whole new region? No, you're really only looking for a few streets where the type of property which fits the strategy that you want to do is going to be located. And when you think about it that way, that makes it so much easier. Now, there's ways and means that we can do that. Most of us are going to start off using brilliant tools like Rightmove, Zoopla, and the other property portals using internet research can be great. Ultimately, though, you're going to have to go to the area. You're going to have to do a little bit of donkey work. You're going to have to get out and talk to agents. You're going to have to sort of walk the streets and get to know the area. But if you can hone it down from the comfort of your own home by using the internet, for example, you're not going to have to go and investigate, as I say, like using Manchester as an example, the whole of Manchester. There'll be one suburb in Manchester where you'll be able to find properties which fit the strategy that you want to undertake, which cuts down the amount of time that you need to learn that area quite considerably. So you need to have the processes and tools and systems in place to be able to learn the area from a distance. It's not actually that hard once you start if you just go through a proper system. As I say, just think about the tools that are available, use them, Make the time to go there. I sometimes meet people who say, but Peter, do I actually need to go to these places to actually you know, find out what's going on there and to learn? Yes, I think you do. I think one of the very key things is talking to estate agents who are much maligned, but I don't think for good reason, because estate agents can be incredibly helpful when you've built rapport, when you've got to know them, when they're in your team and on your side, because they'll be helping you to put your portfolio together. And they can tell you so much about the area, not just estate agents. I always suggest starting actually with the letting agents. Go to the letting agents first. Why? Because you want to understand the rental market, because it doesn't matter how good a property deal is. If you can't rent it out, you're going to be in big trouble. So you've got to make sure that there's rental demand. You've got to understand what type of tenants are going to be there. So start with the letting agents, then go to the estate agents. But all of that is information which you can glean quite quickly. So if I was to be dropped for example, into an unknown city and had to start again from scratch, I could probably find an area in which to buy, for example, a single let buy to let within a day, just by doing a little bit of research on right move and going around and talking to agents. Now, am I going to be finding the perfect deal in the perfect area? Possibly not, 
but it's going to be a good enough deal to get me started. And I think, again, that's something which trips a lot of people up. They're constantly trying to find the best deal, the most perfect deal in the most perfect area. Sometimes it's better just to get started and to do something. So step one of this process, once you've decided what you're trying to achieve, once you've decided what your strategy is, and once you've started looking for an area where you can undertake that strategy, is to think about how you're going to get to know that area. The second thing that you probably need to be thinking about is how you're actually going to then find the properties. Having got to know the area, are you going to look for the deals yourself? Possibly. It all depends on how far away you are, of course. The lady in question who, who asked me how to do this is actually located overseas. So it's not going to be that easy for her to, to pop in to look at properties. But maybe she can set aside a couple of days a month to go and look for deals. Or the alternative, of course, is to JV with somebody. So JVs, can you find a JV partner on the ground who can help you source properties? Possibly. And within the progressive community, I'd say almost certainly, depending upon where you're looking. Now, the thing about a JV partner, of course, is they are a partner. They might be expecting a cut, whether that be part of a profit if you're going to sell the property on or part of the rent if you're going to buy a property and hold it. All depends on the terms that you agree with the JV partner. And when you mention that, some people can become a little bit resistant to using JV partners or working with JV partners. But it's a quid pro quo, isn't it? Because what the JV partner is doing is they're putting their time and their experience, their knowledge into helping you to find properties so that you can be a less active, more armchair investor at a distance. And that's the quid pro quo and the payoff. There's always an upside and a downside. So it could be JV partners. An alternative could be perhaps using property sources. And again, what are we looking for? Well, you've got to do your due diligence when you're dealing particularly with property sources and agents. Some are very good. Some have got total integrity and they're going to sell you exactly what they tell you they're going to sell you. Others, not so good. I mean, I'm glad to say that in our business, most people are honourable people in my experience, but there's always the odd one who isn't. And you've just got to do your due diligence to make sure that if you've got somebody sourcing properties for you, that they are delivering what they say they're going to be delivering and that it is the sort of deal that you want to be taking on. Part of that is, I think, going to see the properties before you buy them. And to be honest, I've never really understood why some people have been reluctant to go and look at properties that they're buying. If you're going to spend many thousands of pounds on a property, whether it's your own money or, or the bank's money, you would think that most buyers would actually want to go and look at the property before they buy it. But so many people in the past have had their fingers burnt by not doing that. And I've heard some quite horrible stories in my time about people who've done that. Don't do that, but find a, a, a JV partner or a sourcer. Go and see what it is that they're selling you. Make sure that you understand it. Make sure that it fits in the context of knowing the area, which you should know by that time because you've done your research, and then everything should be fine. All you need to do is think about really how you're going to do the split with the JV partner or how much the fee is going to be from a sourcer. The alternative to that, of course, though, as, as I said earlier, is maybe just finding the properties yourself. Whether you've got the time to do that or not is another matter. You, you'd have to work out whether that fits with what you're trying to do. So that would be the second part of the process. The third part of the process is thinking about the management. Because whether you can invest at a distance and whether you can be an armchair or a passive investor, I think really hinges upon whether you can find the right management to look after your properties. Because buying the properties is actually relatively straightforward. And when you know the type of property that you're looking for, 
it can almost be like shelling peas, particularly if you're buying in an area where there's lots of similar properties. It almost becomes, you can do it almost in your sleep. Not that I suggest that you do, because you want to do your due diligence and make sure you're buying the right thing. But that's the relatively simple bit. And you can get on top of that and you can learn how to do that relatively quickly. What you need is once you've actually bought the properties, you need to make sure that they're being looked after by the right people who are going to make sure that the tenants are paying the rent on time, to make sure the properties are kept in repair, to make sure that there's no problems brewing which need to be resolved quickly and which they've let lapse, for example. You need somebody who's very hands-on and who understands your business. And one of the reasons, if not the main reason, why I'm able to be passive and to live 150 miles away from my portfolio is because I've got a fantastic managing agent. Now, I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast because he wants to put his fees up. But he is, he is a fantastic one-man band who f- totally understands my business and he understands the tenants, and he's been in the business long enough to know when people are trying to pull the wool over his eyes, he's been in the business long enough to know the likely problems that are going to arise so he can look out for them and head them off before they become a problem. And he makes my passive lifestyle possible. Now, I didn't find him on day one. I went through a number of managing agents, and they weren't bad. They weren't bad people, and they weren't bad managing agents, but they weren't the very best. But they were okay. And they were okay enough to get me started. So if you're just starting on your property journey and you're worrying about how to find your power team, you may not find the very best managing agent on day one. But that doesn't matter. The point is that if you're in property long enough and if you try enough through trial and error, eventually you will find the one who is the one. You just want to make sure that when you recognize them, that you do everything you can to keep them. So management is absolutely crucial in this. Once you've got the systems in place for buying the property, that will all just tick over, but you need to make sure that once you've got the properties, they're going into the right hands to make it possible for you to be passive and to not be involved. Now, some people sometimes ask me, well, isn't that a bit of a problem? Shouldn't you be managing your own properties? Isn't that why you want to buy properties near a home? Well, this is just my view. You may agree, you may disagree, but I did not want to become a managing agent when I decided to get into property. That wasn't something I was aspiring to. It's not like I woke up one morning and thought, you know what, I really want to manage properties. Managing properties can be very, very tedious, and it's not something I want to do. So the fact that my properties are actually 150 miles from where I live doesn't concern me at all. Even if my properties were only a mile from where I lived, I wouldn't be managing them. And actually, one of the benefits of having properties at a distance, in my opinion, is that it stops me from interfering. If I was located on the doorstep, I'm sure that I'd feel morally obliged almost to go and interfere and start doing stuff. But I know from past experience that that just doesn't work. I've tried doing my own refurbs where I've done my own building works and I can't even do DIY. So why was I trying to do a refurb? And the times when I have tried managing properties, it's just ended up being a disaster, absolute disaster. So. For me, I think it's actually an advantage not to have the properties on the doorstep. You may feel otherwise, and that's fair enough. And I know that some people really enjoy the idea of managing their own properties. Well, good luck to you. I hope it works out. It's certainly not for me. So those are, that's a very quick overview of some of the things that I'd be thinking about if I was buying away from home. The key thing is understand why you want to be in property in the first place. Then think about the strategy, which allows you to achieve your property goals. Then start thinking about the 
type of property that you're going to need to undertake that strategy and where that type of property might be located. You can then shortlist a number of areas, possibly using Rightmove, go and visit the areas, talk to letting agents, get to understand the rentals market and the type of tenants and how the market operates there. Then you can talk to the agents. Then you can start thinking about buying, whether that's buying yourself or whether you're buying with a JV partner or whether you're buying using sources or agents. Make sure you do your due diligence though if you're going to be doing it with a JV partner or with sources or agents. And then crucially, last step of this process, think about the management because if the management is in place, it will then allow you just to walk away and to have as passive a lifestyle as one can in property, knowing that the properties are all being looked after and in good and capable hands. So I hope you found that helpful. The key thing is just go and do it. What I see so often is people who, as I say, trying to make everything perfect, get all the ducks in a row, even looking for ducks that don't belong in the row. Just go and do it. Go and buy some properties over the next week or two. Let us know. Get on Facebook and tell us what you've done. I hope you found this helpful. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm the new host of the Progressive Property Podcast. It's been great for me to be here. I hope it's been great for you to listen. Keep the ideas coming in as to the type of topics that you want covered. So here's to successful property investing. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Goodbye.